Super Talk Mississippi media production. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman here with you on a Wednesday morning. We are glad to be with you. Hope you are happy and warm wherever you are because it is, as Jim Ross would say, it is colder than a pawnbroker's heart out here in Starkville. So wherever you are, hope the, uh, the heat is on. And you know the heat's coming now from Joel T and myself as we get into the rumblings. But before we do literally anything, before we talk about who we're thankful for listening, before we, we talk about our sponsors, before we do anything else. I don't know that we've ever led a show with the Cruton song like that, but sometimes it's just got to be that way uh, because that's really the only noteworthy and newsworthy thing to happen on a uh, on a Tuesday. But uh, as rumored, basically since the summer, uh, linebacker Rodney Gross Jr., six foot one, two hundred thirty pound linebacker out of Pleasant Grove, Alabama, makes it official. Had been committed to Nebraska, decommitted. Basically, this chain of events was set in motion by Tamarian McDonald when he decommitted. State knew they needed another linebacker. Gross was a kid that they had been uh, sort of high on, and that he was definitely high on Mississippi State. He wanted to commit here, but they sort of one of those times where the term "keeping him warm" really plays in. And uh, now he's a Bulldog, and uh, looks like he'll be a, a key member of this class. He is the state's second highest rated th- three star commitment. Uh, rated as the number twenty two overall linebacker, inside linebacker in the country. Now. Talking to Paul Jones, and he said, well, they really need an outside linebacker. They've only got two inside linebackers committed. Here's what I don't get. State runs a 4-2-5. What outside linebackers? There are no outside linebackers. The outside linebacker is a DB. It's Brian Cole right now, baby. Yeah. It's it's, it's not – what are you talking about? (laughs) Just put two good linebackers on the field and let everything – this is how I look at college football, is just put the best guys on the field, especially on defense, and they'll figure it out. All right, this because the guy isn't built like an outside linebacker. If he's got athleticism, he'll be fine. Well, particularly in days, today's days of college football, I mean, it seems like a lot, of, a lot of the linebackers, safeties, and things they're a little bit interchangeable um, for the most part. And and you know, when when you have a guy that runs a a four two five or whatever you just said that can you know cover, I, I would assume if you can run a four two five, you can get out and pass coverage a little bit and keep up with receivers and tight ends and things like that and. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I think it's a, you know anybody that runs a four two five. This guy doesn't run. Where did you get four two? Didn't you say four two five just a minute? No, I didn't say four two five. What did you say? I didn't say four two five. I said he's the number twenty two linebacker. I could have sworn you said four two five. If I'll this to... guy is, I, I said he was. Hold on. If he runs a four two five, I don't. I think he. he I definitely... tell you what, it's six foot one and two hundred thirty pounds. If you're running a four two five, you better be ranked a little higher than the number twenty two linebacker. Yeah, I. I no, where did you get four two five? I could have sworn. Are you sure you didn't say four two five? The only person I know who runs a four two five is Brandon Holloway. Yeah, it's, four it's... two five. No, I didn't say that. I don't know what I heard. Now you got me curious. Now I'm going to go back and have to listen to this when we get done. I'm sorry, guys. So, I guess I don't know. If I got you excited about a four-two-five running linebacker, no, he doesn't run four-two-five. It's been a long, long. It has been long day. Um, oh, I, I said state runs a four-two-five. The defense is a, a four-two-five. Two, there we go. We have we've solved the mystery. <laughs> Not this kid <laughs> runs a four-two-five. Bob Shoop runs a four-two-five. <laughs> I think you said when you run a four two five. When you run a four two five, and like I, I, I was kind okay. of listening. I guess I was looking at you and oh listening, but not listening. Uh, see, all right, Bob, calm down over there. <laughs> so anyway, state's class ranked number twenty one in the country. Uh, probably going to stay somewhere between twenty and thirty throughout this process uh, as other classes start to fill up. But what's great is you and I can do things like that. Yeah. I don't care. Leave no. it. In. Leave yeah. it in. People. Need- oh, I don't care. I, that's, good, that's good radio. Like, I, I was confused. I was like, did I say? I didn't say that. It took me. A, and finally, the numbers clicked in my head. So, uh, state now with uh, how many commitments is this? Twenty-two. If I had to guess, Xavier Hill, and maybe like one more guy. I can't. I don't know. I don't know who the other guy would be. Would they take Josiah Hayes? If he are they willing to go there? I mean. I still don't get his recruitment, to be totally honest. Four-star kid, and they're going to tell me he's too—he's not tall enough. I mean, who cares? Can he play? Can he run a four-two-five? If he runs a four-two-five, sign him <laughs> up at two hundred and seventy-five pounds. 
I want him in the backfield. I mean, son, you're playing the wrong position. You're playing out of position in high school. So, anyway, got that out of the way. Now let's thank our uh, our listeners, all you guys out there at supertalk.fm or wherever you're getting podcasts. We do appreciate you, especially the servicemen and women taking care of us. We also want to thank our sponsor, Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. When, uh, when you go to Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream, the service is so fast, it feels like they're running a 425. <laughs> if you, you if from the time you place your order, you just you just click it, bam, four two five. Here's your coffee, sir. Dang right. Hey, you gotta check out. They got some new flavors now at Strange Brew. We just saw this come up over the uh, the social media machines. Sweater weather. Sweater weather. Great name. Uh, has to be good because it has a hint of hazelnut. And if you have a hint of hazelnut, gotta be good. Bavarian chocolate and gingerbread with a hint of hazelnut. That's, I mean, basically it's 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 hot liquid Christmas. You can't go wrong there. That's what they should have called it. Not 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 sweater weather. Liquid Christmas. That's a money making. You know what idea. that is? <laughs> That's a million dollar, dollar idea. idea. Um, and they also have their new winter blueberry, which is blueberry cobbler and some winter spices. I'll be honest with you, I'm a little scared about that one because I love the regular blueberry so you don't much. Wanna, you don't want to mess like, with that. You kind of tinkering with a winning, I wouldn't go a winning with that, formula. But, but you should try the the the. I'll, I'm, I'll not, I'm not even calling it sweater weather. I'm, I'm going to tweet at them right now. Liquid Christmas. We would like everyone. We would like to oh, <laughs> to suggest a name change to Liquid Christmas. Let's see if we have any stroke over there. Hey, we we should get at least one request fulfilled over there because Shane used my picture. That's right. Um, All right, let's tweet it. We'll see what happens. Of, of the Nick Saban sign, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he used my picture, so I think we deserve at least one something. Request. We give us something for all we give them. Uh, then also want to thank our sponsors for. He does uh, give me free coffee every now and then. Well, then never mind. Uh, <laughs> I want to thank our our friends over at College Corner. Check them out. One of their two locations down in the Jackson area in Ridgeland, they're over by Fleet Feet, or you can go over to the Flowood location over by the Half Shell and get the largest, widest, and bestest selection bestest, of MSU merchandise to be found this holiday season. It's coming up quicker than you think. You need to get ahead of that. Shop at one of those two locations or shop online at College Corner Store. All the logo wear, all the, the hats, shirts, hoodies, sweatshirts, parkas, whatever you need to survive this winter snap we're having. Plus everything you want to have around the house to let the people know when they walk in the door that you are a bulldog. They've got you taken care of at College Corner and at collegecornerstore.com. It is time for the rumblings. That's not very good. I'm sorry. I mean, I, 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 I could probably add effect. a sound. I could I could go get some sound effects. You don't again. We don't have to be so low budget here. I can just go get the sound effects. I, I now I'm going to do it. I may do it. You know. I mean, I was trying to save a little money here. You don't have to go buy anything. I could just provide them. I'm not quite the guy from Police Academy, though. <laughs> well, that's true. Uh, let's see here. Where where do we start? All right, here we go. We got our questions here. As always, thank you guys for sending in questions. We always appreciate it. Number first question is today from Will Fry. He wants to know what's the floor for the baseball team this year. <sighs> the floor. I mean, I. I. I I don't see any way this team misses the tournament, so I, that ain't the floor. I mean, it is baseball. It's unpredictable. Things happen. Um, I mean, I, I would say my first instinct is the floor is like a three seed in somebody else's regional oh, somewhere. That's an absolute that. floor. Do you? Yeah. Okay. The, the floor for me would be losing in a regional here in Starkville. They're going to host. No matter what you think, they're definitely going to host. They're going to host. It would be losing in the regional. I mean, when you have a team – that's going to be anchored by JT Ginn and two guys that have never started an SEC weekend game. If you you know assume McLeod and Sarah and Toll are going to mm-hmm. start, and you don't know what the bullpen's made of. I mean, I trust that the lineup's going to be really good, but if your pitching is suspect, mm-hmm. I, I no. it would not be so surprising to see you struggle in SEC play and have to go on the road for a regional. Like, I don't, if you're making me predict, State's hosting. But I'm saying if you're asking me what the floor is, this team could absolutely travel to someone else's regional if things don't go exactly right. Here's where I want to take you, though. Couldn't you have said the same thing about last year? You had Ethan Small and then J2 Ginn, who had never played, and then you didn't know who was going to be the Sunday guy. Yeah. 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 I think that the batting order is strong enough to carry them, but and Ginn's going to be good Fair on Fridays. Point. So they'll be all right. Uh, let's see here. Graham Yateman wants to know, does LSU's victory on Saturday put more light on the fact that Joe just isn't the right guy considering just years ago MSU seemed like the healthier program under Mullen? What I would say is this. 
it just proves that Orgeron is the right guy at LSU. Because LSU should always be healthier than Mississippi State. That's just how college football is supposed to be. The fact that any year where State is winning a game is one thing. But when you look at the two programs, you go, wow, State's a lot better than LSU. That's an anomaly. So I don't think LSU's victory has anything to do with Joe Moorhead. Not that I think that Moorhead is, is you know, going to turn this program around. But I don't think his LSU, I don't think it shows anything. I, I tend to agree with you. I mean, when you take yourself out of the um, maroon tinted glasses a little bit, when, when every program is clicking at its absolute best, State is, you know, they're always going to be behind Alabama and LSU. They just are. <laughs> I mean, that's... Uh, that's not to say State can't have years where they're really good and, and LSU and Bama have down years and that sort of thing. We've all, I mean, how often have we said it? The, the years that State has to take advantage of are those years when, when LSU isn't at its best and when Bama's not at its best. And, and, and State does have maybe uh, several really good players and some of those three stars have been coached up to five stars and, and the stars just kind of align. And, yeah, State, I'm not saying that you can't win a, you know, a West or whatever it's in Starfield. We've only seen it once in the last 20 years or so, but I mean, it can definitely happen, but the, the right things have to, have to go right. But when everybody's clicking at the, at the top of their game, yeah, I'm with you. I mean, it, LSU just should be better than, than state given its resources and what it's been and national championships and things like that. I don't think that's an indictment on Joe. No, I agree. All right. Uh, Joy Bailey has a question. She knows I'm a Saints fan and you're a Dolphins fan. But the Cowboys lost last Sunday. Is that blamed on Zeke, on the play calling, or did we just blame Dak like everybody else on Twitter? Play calling. The play calling is awful. And this is something a lot of coaches do this. And it, a, a lot of older coaches do it. It's, not, it's finally starting away, but where you just pass your way down the field and then you get into the red zone and like, now we need to run. No. Just keep passing. Why do, why do coaches do this? Why do no coach, coaches get away from what works? Faster than anybody. If you are in like the restaurant business and you find a promotion that works, man, you run that thing until people stop showing up at your door. But in coaching, that play was really effective. Don't run it again the rest of the game. It happens all the time. They outsmart themselves. Happens all the time. They and do. you know, my 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 problem isn't so much that Zeke ran a couple times in a row. I mean, I don't mind them pulling out a run play, you know, just to keep the defense honest a little bit. But he ran what two or at least twice in a row. Mm-hmm thinking back to that game like yeah no you know if you want to give him one carry just to to make them respect the fact that you might give him a carry i get that but i mean i I want to say on first down second down they ran him i mean and it did not go well and you just basically gave yourself a flat tire and lost the game and it could have been avoided by just doing what you've done what you've been doing to get there so our good friend and host steve robertson has some questions for us uh, he's got a bunch of questions, but we're not going to answer them all. We'll answer some State of, them. of Mississippi best-selling author. That's right. Hey, Congrats to him. Uh, who is better at the Macarena, me or you? Can you do the Macarena? I can, but I'm going to guess that you can do it better. I can. I came out. At, I was at the, I was at bar going age at that song's peak. Yeah, that was so. If you ever wanted to dance with a girl, learn the Macarena back in that time. Because as soon as that those that dun, 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 dun. that was the call to glory. Was Women that like early nineties? No, mid, not mid nineties. Mid to late nineties. Yeah, like, I mean, ten to eleven to twelve year old Joel. Yeah, I mean, I knew it, but I don't think I was. Yeah, I mean, you, you had that. You had that experience, and you probably had a little liquid. I'm just older. You had a little liquid you, courage. I'm in your older, and I'm a drunk. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, that was okay, kind of what I, got I was it. getting at. Uh, is it tough or weird that Kevin Von Erich wrestled barefooted? I don't like the barefooted wrestling. Nobody thing. does it hardly anymore, though. Umaga used to do it. Yeah, Jimmy Snuka. Did Rusev it. did it for a yeah. brief yeah he did. Period. It's weird, but he always he would tape his feet though. But like, still, I'm like, I don't. It, it, you're it walking around the outside of the ring and stuff. Well, not like, only that, it's one of those things. It's like, man, it just like it's just one of those things where just step on his feet. Yeah, that's the end of the match. You break his toes. <laughs> I always like. When the Big Show's finishing move was the punch, I'm like, I've been watching him punch guys for years, and they didn't finish him with it. Like, there just needs to be some consistency. And the idea that I can just step, I'm wearing boots and you're not, I'm going to step on your foot. That's the end of the match. I just broke your toes. That said, it's also tough because, I mean, yeah. God bless Kevin Von Eric, the last one standing. Uh, last one from Steve here. What is the worst NFL franchise of all time? 
Well, it's got to be one of the ones that's never even been to the Super Bowl. So we take the Texans off because they're so they're so new. They're, yeah, uh, I would say I would take the Cardinals off as well. Although you could put them in there, but for me, it's really between the Browns, Browns. and the Lions. Yeah, and of course the Browns had the dead period there. And but also the Browns had a time in the in the late eighties where they were really good. They just could not get over the hump. I think it might be the Lions. It's one of those two. I yeah. think I'm, I'm voting Lions. I'll go with you. Okay, I'm with you, fellers. All right, <laughs> Joel, you're just dumber than a sack of hammers. Uh, let's see here. Where are we? We had a little little gap in the things here. Oh, we got so many dang questions. I'm doing having to do the show more. Not a big fan of that. There we go. All right. Uh, double A. Andy Atkinson wants to know. We'll see him in a few weeks. His two-year-old is addicted to Mickey Mouse Clubhouse and Mickey and the Roadster Races. I know all about this. Uh-huh. All of those episodes have been revu- removed from the free Disney Now app. How much should I take out of his account for the yearly Disney Plus in order to watch these shows? Well, uh, here would be my suggestion to you, Double A. Assuming that you have a... I don't, assuming you're not a cord cutter. I guess if you're a cord cutter, this does not apply. But I still have the DirecTV and they, you know take a large chunk of my paycheck every you know month and so i have a lot of space on my dvr and i think i have every single mickey mouse clubhouse on my dvr right now Mm -hmm. every single episode ever and uh i would suggest that you do the same and then you will forever have them at your disposal right there that said double a i know you well enough to know that you're going to want to watch the mandalorian and you're going to watch those marvel movies so just just split it with him that's what i would say all right, Justin Strawn at a semi-reasonable 4.37 a.m. Okay. Better than 3.15. It's better than 3.08, which he was last week. Uh, is it safe to live in the world where Ed Orgeron is one of the most successful college football coaches in the country? No, it's not. But that has nothing to do with it. It's just not safe to live in this world. There's crazy people everywhere, including Ed Orgeron. Tell you what, you got to put some uh, TV mature ratings on your Snapchats and mm-hmm. stuff now because of Eddie O and beating Alabama and stuff. Absolutely. Going to beat them in recruiting. <laughs> Roll Tide! This is a, this is a family okay, show. Before we stop. All right. But anyway, did well, you see that there are shirts now? Did you see the shirts? Well, of course there's shirts. Why would there not be shirts? <laughs> That's easy money. <laughs> yes. Imagine wearing one of those to Christmas. On a scale. Uh, no, no, you know, another, another note here, if, if you're listening to this, and I can't remember if we touched on this the other day or not, but... If you are a uh, prospective future collegiate athlete or an athlete in general, when your when your head coach gives you a fire him up pre or post game speech, mm-hmm. put the phone down, man. Just listen to the man. All right, that's, that's, yeah. Uh, on a scale of one to ten, how badly is the game of chicken the University of Memphis playing with the NCAA going to go? Ten. They they they're going to have a multiple year postseason ban. Yeah. And Penny Penny Hardaway is going to have a long show cause. Not going to go well. Yeah. The fact that he's not suspended is killing me. You know, I, I I can't get over the fact that he's been declared a booster. How is he not? How is he still coaching? I don't get it. Uh, what is a weird food quirk we have? His is he can't eat anything that feels weird when he touches it. Wonder what, that, what does that include? Like That's what feels question. weird? Like Jello? What are we talking about? This is kind of weird, but. It, Anything that resembles mayonnaise, I'm not a big fan of. Like sour cream, sour cream. Anything that looks mayonnaise. Ranch. I, I and see that's where it gets kind of tricky because I, I can handle ranch. Ranch like, is a little looser. It's a little more yeah, liquid. that's why it, when I eat ranch, I want it to be like you know some ranch is like almost watery. Yeah, I actually prefer that. Okay. When it's not the consistency of mayonnaise. Okay. Like I just. Okay. Not a, not a big fan of anything that's mayonnaise. Um, Even I don't, looks. I just don't like mayonnaise, but I can eat sour cream. Um, the only thing I can think of off the top of my head, and maybe it's a little weird, I eat Skittles uh, by color. So if I have a handful of Skittles, I won't just pop them in my mouth. I will eat, and I have an order, green, yellow, orange, red, purple. Why? It's just my OCD about it. I don't know. Is it like that's purple's the my favorite? Purple's my you favorite. Save the best for last, kind yeah, of. Deal? And even when it was lime, it was the same way. I, I don't like the green apple ones, but they're still there. So I go green. I go green apple, lemon, orange, strawberry, grape. Is my that's how I do my skittles. That's the only thing I can think of off the top of my head. Ah, let's see here. Lance Malone 
or million, I'm sorry. Can you guys start picking against the spread instead of, okay. Stop doing the show. Never mind the picks. I'm going to stop doing the show. All right. The picks contest canceled, guys. It's canceled. I just canceled. won. I'm a, Joel's me. <laughs> I'm done. Why? Just stop. Let us do what we want to do. Start your own picks contest. My God. Another question from Lance. Much better question. If PETA was able to convince the NCAA that animal mascots were not allowed, what new mascot would you pick for the for MSU? The Maroons. The Maroons would be a good choice. Here's what I'm thinking. You know, the Bulldog is the, also the symbol of the Marine Corps. So just put a Marine out there. Honor the country, everything. There you go. It's not bad. Yeah. I still think I'd go. The Maroons is good. Still go back to Maroons. Or the Aggies. I don't. I mean, there's another Aggies in the conference. Well, there also so. there is another Maroon team in the conference. What do you want to do? Well, I'm. There is no team in the country named the Maroons that I'm aware of. All right, all right. The Mississippi State Maroons. Okay. I like that. Lance has got one more good question here. Uh, if you could travel to any college game during the season, can't be a postseason bowl game or conference championship game, and all the expenses would be paid for, which game would you choose to attend? This is an easy question for me, but go ahead with yours. What was? I guess I tuned you out. What was the question? <laughs> you can go to any college football game you want, but it's not a postseason game, and everything's paid for. Ah, uh, you know I'm really tempted to say Army Navy. That's a good choice. I think I will say Army Navy. Okay, that's a, that's a really cool game. I love watching that game on TV. So okay. I, I'll go that route. Yeah. Um, I'm probably going to go San Jose at UNLV because all of my expenses are paid for, right? So the hell with the game. All of my expenses are paid for in Las Vegas. Either that or I might go to, you know, who's Hawaii playing this year? <laughs> we got to think outside the box. I can watch college football any day I want. Okay, well, I'm going to edit the question. Go to the game. i got to go to the well, game. Which game? Texas, Oklahoma. Really? Yeah, I'd like to go to that. Like the, the, the you know. The whiteout at Penn State would be pretty cool, too. It would be cool, but the. the because you remember the egg, you weren't, you're not really old enough, but the egg bowl used to be like that where you had one side was maroon and one side was red and blue. And I would like to say that the half orange, half red. It's in Dallas, which yeah. is a great football city. You know, I'd like to go there. Michigan, so. Ohio State, being Michigan, I'd like to go to a game at Notre Dame. I wouldn't mind doing that. So, but I think I really, I really would go Army Navy. That, that San Jose State UNLV game would be killer, though. Uh, let's see here. Chad Mask has some good questions here. Is over respecting the tide the greatest form of disrespecting the tide? See, it's fake respect. That's the worst kind of respect. Yeah, he might be onto something there. On this program, we give the tide the exact correct amount of respect. That's right. We neither, we neither over respect them nor do we disrespect them. We give them the respect that they've earned. Yeah. Well, who do you think will be the breakout player on the baseball team this season? It's hard to pick some of the known comp commodities. I got one, though. I got mine. I feel like one of the two pitchers. Okay. McLeod or Sarantola. Okay. Uh, that, that's that's what I think would be best for state. So maybe that's why I'm saying that. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you know what you got on Friday night with JT Ginn, if you get McLeod or Sarantola to step in and be a dominant Saturday guy, well, you know, go ahead and book your Omaha hotels if you have two dominant weekend starters. Um. So, yeah, I'll say that either McLeod or Sarantola, but I have no – that's more of, I think, me saying that's what State needs to happen than right. anything. I think it's going to be Luke Hancock. Okay, that's good. I was impressed by him last year. I, I mean, his plate discipline and everything's just He's a good outstanding. hitter. I think he's going to be a big-time hitter. Uh, last one from Chad. He had three good questions here. It's long been a strong belief of mine that Christmas lights should not be put up before Thanksgiving. Do you concur? Well, seeing as to how my tree and all is already up, I guess I don't concur. Oh, Oh, that's that's disappointing. It's not disappointing. My kids love it already. Uh, like they love looking at the lights. Cal yeah. T, one of his favorite activities now is plugging in the lights. Normally, it's the Saturday after Thanksgiving we'll do that, but this year the Saturday after Thanksgiving is also my birthday, so I don't feel like working. Yeah. So we'll probably wait an extra week. We'll go December the fifth or something. I'm actually. I mean, I'm not a forget Thanksgiving guy. I love Thanksgiving. It's great say. with me, mm-hmm. but I am a celebrate Christmas ah. from you know a couple months too. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I, I was listening to Christmas music in the truck the other day. It's great. It's a little early for me. Brad Haynes wants to know what's your speaking of Thanksgiving. What's your favorite Thanksgiving side dish? Mm-hmm. Love some mac and cheese. That's the that's the answer for me. 
I think I'll go mac and cheese. But I like the dressing, which is dressing, by the way, not stuffing. Yes, it is dressing. If any, if any northerners named Mackenzie Salmon are listening. I'm not a humongous dressing guy. Okay. Like, it's okay, and I'll eat it, yeah. but it's it's not Not green beans, my favorite green bean casserole, sweet potatoes. No, I think mac and cheese is the answer. Right. Love some mashed potatoes. Does your, does your family anyway like a, an odd dish? Like a dish of, like, people find out about it and they go, really, what's that? Mm-mm. Okay. Mm-mm. My wife, pretty traditional. My wife has one. She does a thing called cherry salad, and it's it's weird. But, I say that. I mean, it, it's always kind of been the same my whole life, so maybe I just think it's usual. And Well, that's what not. I'm saying. There, there could be a th- dish that you like. Well, and the reason I say this, like, my my mom didn't ever make it. My family did When I got yeah. married, I was like, what is this? And it's cherries and Cool Whip and pineapple. I think there's some nuts in there, and they just mix it all together. It looks, sounds like dessert, but it's not. They, they serve it with, like, I think it's what they, they didn't really do much cranberry sauce. They did, did that, so. Yeah. Uh, my, my wife's aunt, uh, she, she she's made, like, broccoli salad several times. That's not, that things. Weird, That's not really that no. weird, though, I don't guess, that. but. With Collinsworth's goof on Saturday on Sunday night, I was curious who are your top most awful announcers? Who's the worst announcer in the game to you? Uh, any sport? Yeah. I never liked Tim McCarver. Yeah, that's a good choice. It was never a Tim McCarver guy. And maybe that was because Deion Sanders hated Tim McCarver. Yeah, yeah. When he was a brave. Oh, man. And, and so from like that? the age of six or seven on, I just McCarver was an enemy for me because of Jim that. Gray. When he did Pete I, yeah. Rose. That's I'll never forgive yeah. that. Never forgivable. Um, McCarver is the first one that comes to mind for me. I'm trying to think, like, is there just somebody I just like? Oh God, I can't, I can't stand them for college. Like for college football, there should be one. I don't like Gary Danielson as a yeah. Ever. Gary Danielson's a good choice. Um, I don't know. Just nobody's coming off the top of my head. Richard Cross. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, all, all kidding aside, from he's really good. He's good. He's, and, good. he's good at his job. Yeah, really good. Um. Particularly basketball. I mean, which yeah. I guess he does. He, he, he has it. baseball too. He's though, doing that he? tonight as we speak. Um, he, he's really good at basketball. Yeah. When I when I that's and his I guess sport. that's he what really I, likes I guess that's what I see see and hear him do more than any of the others. But but yeah, he's yeah he's good. Johnny Jones wants to know what ordinary things do we do extraordinarily well? Podcasting. That's that for sure. I'm a good cook. Um. Can you fish? You a good fisherman or hunter? I wouldn't say good. In fact, I, I, when I was younger, I, I did a good bit of fishing, but I hadn't done so hardly any fishing and hunting in years. Last night, Schaefer was talking about his friend, which we talked about a little bit on the podcast, but he said now that he's, you know, a free man, he says, you know, he's telling myself, and he can outfish anybody in this room except for me. And <laughs> I thought that was funny as hell. <laughs> it's like, that's great. Ah, that's good. All right, uh, let's see here. I'll tell you what, I'd never do it. And when I do do it, I usually try to do it in a comedic fashion that mm-hmm. makes people either cringe or... I actually, when I want to... Mm-hmm. Can you sing? Yeah. Oh. It's not... Now it, I want to come to your church and hear, I want to hear you. But I never... I, I rarely do it. Like... So you and I would make a good duo, because I can hit that uh, that bass voice, that, that, you know... Amazing grace. And, and see right there, like yeah. you're you're doing that joke. Like I can tell from the way you do it mm-hmm. that if you wanted to, you would actually be a really Oh, when good I do singer. sing, I can yes. I can do the bass thing. Yeah. Yeah. So like I really, <laughs> I know oh, I know we're just yeah. joking here, but I bet we would be really good together. Check out our Christmas album, <laughs> A Very Coleman Christmas. With Robbie, Brian. hey, we can get Robbie to play the Robbie, guitar. Robbie play the guitar, and he can also sing pretty. Yeah. You know, he can also sing. I bet too. there's somebody we know who plays the keyboards. Well, I mean, I know people. That's what I'm saying. We can make this happen. All your favorite I mean, my, Christmas. My, my mom plays like the organ stuff at the church. Now the organ, organ piano, cooking. whatever you want now her to do. The organ, is, the organ is good. We'll do all your Christmas favorites. <laughs> oh, come all ye faithful. The thunder and lightning Christmas special. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we got to do, man. We can make it happen. Whatever our last episode is before Christmas, yeah. we're going to start it off. <laughs> with with us, us we're gonna sing singing like Christmas carols. God rest you, merry gentlemen. Doctor Toffee wants to know not not Toffee from uh, like the candy. He's an Everton fan of all things. The men struggled against Sam Houston State for the first half, came back and won. People criticized the team for lack of effort, called them lazy, etc. The women struggled early in the exhibition and against USM, pull away and win by a large margin. No criticism. Why the double standard? Well, you sort of hit on it. First off, when you say they struggled early, they were they were up they were up two. Up three, they were never down seventeen at any point, mm-hmm. and I don't think there was an effort issue. I think it was they're playing all these young players, 
and those players were not making shots. And then like the last thing you said is they win by a large margin. So if you're up two and it's close and then all of a sudden you're up 25, you know, it, it's just different. And the second thing is this. If you watched the game against Sam Houston State, and I don't know if you did or not, there was a lack of effort in the first half and parts of the second half. The team was not playing well. Turnover after turnover. They were making turnovers. Turnover yeah. turnover. 16 so. turnovers, I believe, in the first half. Yeah. Literally almost a turnover a minute. Yeah. All right. Rob Hadaway wants to know, what is one question you would ask Joe Moorhead or any other coach if you were guaranteed a 100% truthful answer? Does this include Hugh Freeze? <laughs> Can I ask Hugh Freeze a question and get a 100% truthful answer? Which would probably be the first 100% truthful thing he's said in his entire life. With Joe right now, like, truth serum, he has to answer it truthfully. It may be, are you looking to get out or something like that? That would be a good one to ask Like, Joe. Are, are you happy here kind of deal. Or, you know, is this really how you thought it was going to go the first two years? Yeah. Something like that. Other coach, I mean, there depends on the coach, obviously. You know, it also depends on the assignment too, because like, if you want me to break some news, it would be the whole: Are you looking to get out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're asking me to write a feature story of some kind, it would be what you said. Mm-hmm. And like, is do you think this crap is going to work? Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like, because it hadn't worked yet. Don't give me coach speak. Give me what you really think. Yeah. Uh, T. Rob has a couple of questions here for us. We just celebrated Veterans Day. Did you have any family friends who served? Any family friends who any served? Any family or friends? Yes, yes, absolutely. Who, in fact, ser- who served? In fact, somebody that uh, asks us uh, questions quite frequently, um, mm-hmm. Ryan Connolly. Yeah. He, he was a good uh, college friend and things, and he just got – he's back in the U.S. now. That's uh, great. In the last week or two. Uh, Glad to have him home. And uh, so, so he's pr- the most recent. Uh, I mean, I could sit here and rattle off a bunch if you want mm-hmm. me to. I mean yeah. – I think I can't remember if Brad, I can't remember if Brad McWhorter asked us questions or not, but I know he's a listener and, and things. I know he's he may be home already too. If not, he's coming home. I don't uh, no, my dad was not in the service. Um, my grandfather was. Um, let's see, one of my good friends and classmates. He's mm-hmm. done a couple of tours. Let's see. I come from three generations of Marines. Really? Yeah, dad, granddad, and great granddad were all. Uh, we're all Marines, and my grandfather, my mom's dad, was a army. Was in the army. My grandfather, my my mom's, my grandpa, who was my mom's dad, served in Europe in World War II. Yeah. My papa, who was my dad's dad, served in Japan. Yeah. During the Pacific Theater, he asked if we have any memorable moments. I don't. Do you have one? Did they ever share a memorable story with you? Ah. Uh. Nothing. I mean, they've shared some stories. I don't know that anything, and I remember some of them. I don't know that anything stands out as like some kind of humongously holy cow moment and things. Other than, I mean, I, I know for some of the some of my friends that have served, you know, they've seen some things that you and I couldn't even fathom, kind of deal. But, oh yeah, no doubt. But I, you know, nothing that just. No kind of like one story that I can tell you that's like, wow, kind of thing. I got you. The only one I know, it's not, I don't know how great a story it is, but you know the famous picture of the Marines raising the flag on Iwo Jima? Uh-huh. Papa was like a mile away. Really? Yeah. That's so, cool. So another mile, he'd have been famous. <laughs> one, of the, one of the ones. So uh, let's see here. Uh, I'm trying to find a better, some questions we can, we can, we can sink our teeth into. Clown Dog wants to know if we can get a special interview with Rebel AP on the podcast. No, we don't interview fake people. You have to actually exist to uh, to be on this podcast. We certainly are not going to interview you know her. That that story's kind of played. Uh, Zach Huzak, do you think radio commercials should be banned for making siren and car horn sounds? I like that idea. Yeah. Will you quit playing with that thing? Get the fidgety hands over there. I was making a there. smiley face. I got the eyes. I was trying to find something like there, there's give me no, a smile. You're making noise is what you're making. <laughs> I keep looking up like, what is that noise? Oh, it's Joel playing with the... I don't even know what that is. It looks like something like a band member would have. I, I think it's something... Quit that, touching it! ...that if you wanted to do a... A radio You're talking spot. about radio ads. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Uh, you put a radio spot on there, put the magnets up there, and read the radio spot. But yeah, I think that's a good idea. And... Um, also, because I have several, you know, wrestling themes on my, I, my music yeah. stream or whatever, and like 
Scott Steiner. There's been yeah. se- there's several that start off with like police sirens yeah. too. So anything that has be careful to do with that, that. yeah. Uh, what is your favorite meal to cook at home? Well, I've, as I've stated before, if you're asking you've me, you've got to, to learn how to supper, cook. I, you got to learn. You you're not figure. in good shape. You need to learn like how to cook like two things. Just two just things make that, it my specialty. that are your spe- exactly. And then the kids know, hey, dad's cooking. Oh, we're having this. So maybe uh, maybe. I can come to your house and you can give me lessons. I can I could do that for free too. Uh, for me, I like to cook fried chicken. My fried chicken is good. Fried chicken, some cheese grits. So that's a that's a Brian specialty. I tried a new mac and cheese recipe this weekend. I wasn't overly impressed with it. It wasn't. It was easy to make, but it was not particularly great. So I won't it's be going hard back to mess to up mac and cheese. It, it's not that it was bad. It just it just it didn't it didn't it wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Maybe I oversold it in my mind, but. Uh, I like to make that lasagna, obviously. I like to make fajitas. And when I cook out on the grill, I like to cook, you know, pork loin, chicken wings, steak every now and then. The problem with steak is, like, I like my steak really, really. It's not, not. it's like on the verge of rare. Like, I want it medium rare, but it's it's not. I mean, my wife is more of a medium well. Yeah. And on principle, I just don't, I don't agree with her. So. Uh, Clayton Brunt, what sport will win Mississippi State's first national title? Are we talking about other than disc golf? <laughs> so it's really a two-person answer here. Anytime I hear the disc golf thing, I think of Logan Lowry's Twitter uh, argument or whatever with, with some of the disc golf people back several years ago. Do you remember that? I don't remember this. Twitter wars? Yeah. Basically, he called it Frisbee or something, and, and oh they God. did not like that at all. And... Uh, I don't know. Logan pointed them to Toys R Us or something to, to get them some extra. <laughs> I'm gonna I, to, I can't. I can't remember. I'm gonna to, have to find that. Well, exactly. But that's what I think of every time I hear of disc golf. Now I'm not trying to. If you listen to this and you love disc golf, I'm not making fun of your right. love. But when I hear disc golf, I, I think of that exchange. Yeah. Um, that said, it's a two horse race here. So which one are you picking? I, I think it's fifty fifty. The way I'll say baseball. I think women's basketball because you look at these freshmen and the way they're playing right now, and then next year everybody's back next well, you, year. Well, you literally said that you think baseball is going to be in the Final Four this year. They do, but I don't know if they're going to win it. Because I mean, but I think so with if, women's basketball. Look ahead to next season. Danbury's the only one gone. Everybody's going to be back. That's going to be a good team. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Shaw Dog wants to know if we ever found out if Marcus Murphy played at Tennessee. He did play. He, he was listed as having played. Uh, let's see here. Daniel Montgomery, with Brett Hudson making his triumphant return to the Davis Wade press box Saturday, what is the over-under on Jace Crispin for Heisman references? Well, set the line, Joel. Uh, three. Three. Okay. Well, he, he's going to do it for at least an extra point. Yeah. He'll probably kick at least one field goal. He'll probably do one. I'm not saying he's going to make the field goal, but I'm saying State will get out there. What I'm trying to figure out is now you've got State with 10 points. How much more are you going to give them? Probably not much more than that. So I'm taking the under. And he will make one just general. In warm-ups, he'll make like yeah. a 50-yarder or something, yeah. So Speaking of Brett Hudson. I think, I think the over-under is three. Speaking of Brett Hudson, he'll be on the uh, podcast with us on Thursday. Looking forward to seeing Brett. So we'll talk, we'll talk to him about uh, Alabama. I hadn't seen Brett since, well, at your house like a month ago. Yeah, that's right. Uh... Where are we here? Jay Mann wants to know what brand of blue jeans will make his butt look good. Well, Jay Mann, well, let's see. Is that a picture of you or is that that's your child? Oh, there's a, he's in the picture. You don't look like an overly big guy, but you're a pretty big guy. I'm going to go with some Wranglers. That's what you need to go with, with the extra room in the in the, uh, in the the area for you. They serve Brett Favre well. Yeah. You want to spend some money, you can always go up to Blue Delta and drop about $500 on a pair of jeans. They'll They'll look great on you. I don't care how much money I ever run into. I'm never paying $500 for a pair of jeans. It's just not going to happen. It seems like a, yeah. That said, Blue Delta, if you're interested in advertising on the Thunder and Lightning podcast. We'll be happy to talk I would you. gladly, you know, take a major discount and wear Blue Delta jeans. It's just that in my current financial state, I cannot see spending yeah. $500. And I don't know that I will ever have a financial state that will warrant me spending $500 on any jeans. Yeah. Sam Mitchell wants to know, did, you, did we know that in the state of Alabama, FarmersOnly.com and Ancestry.com are the same website? <laughs> disrespect the tide <laughs> that was disrespect uh, let's see here Ryan Nelson if we were an NFL GM would you take Tua or Burrow first until last weekend I was I, I've been 
all aboard the Miami Dolphins tank for Tua train, which is no longer a th- mm-hmm. even a thing now. But you had a new name. Do you want to tell everybody game. what it was? Uh, that's quite okay. I will <laughs> skip out on that. Actually, though, I, I did not come up with that. I, I'd seen it online. Um, oh. and, and I actually told you wrong. The, the hashtag, I will share the hashtag because I did tell Brian this. Uh, I, I, and it was one of the beat writers, I think, for Miami. But it was, I, th- I think I told you blow for Burrow. Yeah. But it was actually blow for Joe. <laughs> okay, that works. <laughs> but in, anyway. Spell it B-L-E-A-U-X. Get the whole Cajun yeah, thing Yeah, you can go that route. So, but I agree with you, though. Burrow. I, I think Joe has won me over because I just, he's tough. And he's more he's durable. durable. Yeah. And, but that said, if, if Miami somehow ends up with Tua, I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> either either one I'm fine with. The problem is Miami's winning so much now, I don't know they're going to get either one. All right. Because they've already won two games, and they may win three or four more. Is Ed Orgeron the greatest sports comeback story of all time? I say no to that. It's a great story, but there are better stories. Tiger Woods is winning the Masters. Tiger Woods is one. There have been guys who have beaten diseases. I mean, Jim Abbott winning with a – he's only got one hand. Uh, I'm trying to think. There was a player that beat cancer and came back. I, I mean, they're, they're all, these, these type of stories are all over the place. So, yeah. Great story, don't get me wrong, but not the number one. The Reservoir Dog has a has the question of all questions for us. What if State beats Bama? What does it mean for Moorhead, for Cohen, for recruiting, for football program, and most importantly, for Thunder and Lightning downloads? Well, there would be a, a very happy show, so I think we'd have great download numbers. Absolutely. I mean, for Moorhead... I, I think State would go bowling this year. What well, <laughs> at that point, you feel pretty confident. Um I mean, it would mean a lot for Moorhead because yeah, at that point would. you yeah, have the signature win. At you that have the point. signature win. You you can beat. You can probably finish seven and five. You feel like you'd be favored to do so. For recruiting, I mean, I don't know that it does a whole ton. You know, because state's already got twenty two commitments. It's not like they're going to start bringing in four or five new guys and start switching guys out. But it would be huge. But that said, I I, I would see that that win more as like when state beat Alabama in two thousand seven. It was a great win, but it didn't it didn't change anything long term. Now, it could be the springboard to something, but I don't think that it would be. Well, I said that that Alabama team that stayed beat in two thousand seven that was before Not they great. were the machine that they That's are true. now. That's true. And, and I know that they lost last week, but make no mistake about it, Alabama is still the machine. Mm-hmm. And and if, if I mean, I don't know what it means long term, but winning this year would mean more than it would mean in two, back in two thousand seven. Yeah, I agree. Uh, let's see here, uh, Jason Neal Galt. Can State score more than twenty one points on Saturday? I would I say no. I don't think so. I would say no to that. Did either one of us watch AEW Full Gear? I did. He did. He asked our thoughts on Mox and Omega, which I have. I haven't seen Full Gear, but I saw that match, and I thought it was possibly the best hardcore match I've ever watched. My, I don't have the. Pro, I, I saw several people reviewing it, saying it, it went too far, and, no, and, and no. a bunch of other things. My only complaint with it is, I don't think that on TV that they ever built up the hatred. Between Ambrose or Moxley, Moxley, and, and Kenny Omega, to warrant it going that far, like I, well, I, I they just kind of had them as two guys that didn't like each other, and then well, they went out there. It, it went back all the way to that first pay per view when he attacked him. I know that, but you have now been on national TV for six weeks, and mm-hmm. a lot of the people watching Dynamite now, my hand raised included. Mm-hmm. I didn't see any of that other stuff. Oh, okay. So you need to, in the last six weeks building up well, to this pay-per-view, what they tell was, me why Moxley and Omega hate each other so it, much. It wasn't that, though, so much as they were just going to have a regular match, and then when Moxley lost it, they set it up as, okay, well, we're not going to sanction this match. So that's sort of, he, he told him, he was like, if you're going to do that, I can do whatever. That's what made this match this way. I thought it worked. I thought it worked for me. Yeah. That said, you know. I mean, that's a minor complaint so, for me, by the way. I, I like it. It's always like the same three props. So props to them for they broke out new stuff. I've never seen mouse traps used before. Yeah, broken glass. That was something really cool. There was only one moment of that that I kind of cringed a little bit. The mouse traps? No, it wasn't. I mean, well, I mean, there were several moments where just like, ow, oh, that kind of hurts, you uh-huh. know, that kind of deal. But there was one moment that I cringed, and it was just the uh, the barbed wire. The no, the chain, and he was hanging him. Oh yeah, with yeah. The chain right. over the, I was a little bit uncomfortable with that. Yeah. But I'll be honest with you. They, they, they really, they really. That's why I thought they did a good job of something like these two guys don't like each other for whatever reason. Because I mean, truth be told, what that is at that point is attempted murder. If I mean, I know it's well, a everything scripted in there show, is, yeah. but Moxley the rest of got that, a screwdriver. He was going to stab him in the eye. Yeah, I mean, so, uh, dear old state wants to know. 
Who do we blame for screwing up the Star Wars franchise? This is an easy answer for me. Disney? No. George Lucas. George Lucas? Yeah. Because he sold to Disney, but also he screwed it up in the prequels. Yeah. You know? He just it, it, It's never been good since Return of the Jedi. You know, the best movie in there is one that really doesn't fit the, 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 the trilogy, and that's Rogue One, to me. So... I'm not as uh, I mean I, now now the the prequel was terrible. Yeah, that, that was awful. But uh, I'm not as down on the most recent version, I am. like the, the most recent trilogy as you are. I am. Could could the third one save you? Like if it's done, I'm not. Right, I'm not 100 sure I'm going to go. You'll I'm, go. I'm really. You not can't sure. be as invested as you've been for years. Sure, and I can. Not, not watch the last. Ev- one. Eventually, I'm just going to say I can't deal this. Deal this. But anymore. this literally may be the last one of your lifetime. Oh, I don't know. Oh, no, I know for a fact that it's not. Disney's already said they got like ten more. I thought they. I, I thought no, they already announced that, that 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 next one that the the Game of Thrones guys were supposed to be doing another one. That was for Netflix. That was for Netflix. And I thought that was no. They put the kibosh I'm, on I'm, that. No, there, there's still movies coming. And like I said. I don't have any emotional attachment to any character in this other than Chewbacca and Princess Leia, who is dead in real life but somehow still in the movies. And Finn, Ray, Kylo Ren, uh, Poe, I don't care about them. I don't care about them the way I care about Luke Skywalker and Han Solo. So why am I? Why do I care? It's just a movie at this point. It's just another sci-fi movie. So no, I'm, not, I'm, I'm honestly, I don't know that I'm going to go. I really don't. Can I put money on this and I mean, bet that you? Well, well, no, because then you won't. Then go I won't go just to spite you. Yeah. But if I if I could do this with someone else, like will he go? Will he not? Yeah. I would put a lot of money down when you you're gonna go and All you're right. gonna see it. All right. Judd Junkins wants to know: well, The Giants have a realistic shot at any of the high profile free agents this offseason? I think so. I mean, they got money to spend. Giants' problem is they're not just one player away right now. No, but if they could get one of the, the if they could get a Strasburg or Cole. That would solve a lot of problems, especially if you re-sign Bumgarner. And you're telling me your rotation is Bumgarner, Cole, Cueto, Smarja, and then what? Tyler Beatty. That's a solid five-man rotation. And you can just, then you just did gotta, you just say sign Bumgarner, Garrett Cole, and Strasburg? No, no, no. I said Smarja. Oh, okay. He's already on. He's on the contract. They're not going to get them both of those guys. No. I would be. That would be really cool if they did. Well, I mean, to get Strasburg, you're you're spending probably in you know in the neighborhood of two twenty five to two hundred fifty million. Yeah. To get Bumgarner, you're probably spending in the neighborhood of I think I saw a projected contract for him four years, eighty million. Okay. So, holy cow, you've already spent three hundred thirty something yeah. million probably yeah. right there. Like at that point, you're, you're I don't know that the you you really need Mike Yastrzemski to become a thirty home run guy yeah. at that point. At, at that juncture, I mean, where where else are you? I mean, yeah, I would rather you got to have some offense. I would rather get Garrett Cole by the way if I had a choice between him and Strasburg. And, and I think that you'd probably, from everything you see, you know, Garrett Cole's a West Coast dude, so yeah. I mean, maybe you'd have a yeah, shot. Well, I, I mean, Strasburg played at San Diego State. Yeah, so he you, got, you got an opportunity But I there. think I think Strasburg's going to end up back at Washington. So. Probably so. Uh, what is the percentage? Dear Old State has this question. What is the percentage chance we see Maiden or Thompson play versus Abilene Christian? It's higher for Maiden. Can you believe that we are now – Nine games into the season, and Maiden nor Thompson has seen the field. Not a, not a snap. I can't believe that, to be totally honest. The only other quarterback besides the two main ones was Logan Burnett. Yeah. That's so, unbelievable. Yeah. I would have lost a lot of money if you'd asked me that question. I'd say 5% year. for Maiden and 0 for Thompson. I don't think Thompson's going to play this year. I mean, if why ain't he already, you know? Because, honest, I'll be honest with you, I think that that game, if it goes the way it should, would go Stevens to Schrader to Burnett. Why? Why has Keaton not played? I don't. I don't get that at all. Because if he doesn't play, he redshirts. Right. You can play him in four games, and guess what? He can still redshirt. So what's what are you losing by by letting him play a little bit? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. It's weird. It's but odd. It just is. Bulldog. The maiden thing you might get a little bit because. Look, I'm not accusing Jalen Maiden of anything, but we get like the depth chart out and who's out on suspension, so. Maybe he's out and we don't know it mm-hmm. officially, kind of thing. And if that's the case, maybe he was unavailable to even play in a lot of these games. Because yeah. he's, had, spoiler alert, a lot of these road trips, he's not at. Right. <laughs> so um, that tends to lean itself towards he's not available if he didn't even make the trip. Right. So uh, the main thing I, I understand, I think, even more than Keaton, like if 
if you don't, like I said, if he doesn't play, he redshirts. And if he plays in four or less, he redshirts. So I don't understand why, if he's going to be here anyway and go through practices and everything, I guess there hadn't been much garbage time for anybody to really play. There though. hasn't. So there hasn't so. There's that, too. All right. Uh, Bulldog graphics. Will Mississippi State ever have a strong basketball fan base again? I think the attendance woes can be put on the birth of the SEC network, where everything is televised, just as much as the decade in the cellar. But last year's team was, while Leicester's team was frustrating, they were often ranked and were tied for the third highest tournament seed in school history. Some fans still claim that's not enough. Will it take a 2004-level team to get fans truly back into basketball? Yes. There's going to have to be a team that is dominant from day one and plays at a high level the whole season to get people back. And fans will come. How do we know that? They come to the women's games. Exactly. So this think of this year as what um, – think of last year as the year where Schaefer got to the Sweet 16 of the NIT. Then the next year he was in the NCAA tournament. That's what last year was for the men. They need to they need to build upon that and be back in the NCAA tournament and maybe get to the at least win the first game. And then I think it's just going to be a process though. It's it's just going to be a process. I think that they they can be strong again. No, but it's it's definitely going to be a process. Houston Smith has a question for me. He didn't use any dirty words either. Very good. Kentucky's quarterback lacks a very important skill. What is that skill? He cannot pass the football. He cannot throw it. He is incapable of it. Another question from Houston. What is the last moment in sports that made you cry? Uh, for me, mm-hmm. here I am revealing my Homer, Homerness. Oh, I'm going uh, to, too. Don't but, feel because bad. this was before, uh, it's before I was on the beat, though, so there's that. You're fine. Uh, I don't, I, I'm pretty sure I did not uh, have any tears for, for the Auburn game in 14, the football game, because it was just such a – I mean, it, I was just in such a festive mood more than anything. I mean, I was soaking wet because you remember it rained in the middle of that yeah. game. and I mean, we were just having a great time. So I, that was uh, – the, the the one that brought the tears for me, and I've mentioned it on the show before, though, was when state baseball lost in 13, that national championship uh, – to UCLA, mm-hmm. and despite the fact UCLA was celebrating on the field, the entire TD Ameritrade was doing the maroon-white chant for that mm-hmm. team that had just lost, mm-hmm. come closer than anybody else to win a national championship at that point in school history. Um, and that, I don't know, man, that was just emotional. And I was so emotionally invested in that team. I don't know that I missed a single home game all year that year. Um, went to some of the road games. It was, it was a just – a year that I felt like everybody kind of put everything into it, fans, players, everything. And and everyone thought going into that series against UCLA State was about to win the national championship, and they just didn't. And all those guys, Wes and, and Hunter and uh, Frazier, and, and I, I don't know, that was a special group, man. And I, I just felt connected to them. And, and I wasn't the only one that had a few tears welling up in the eyes as Maroon White rang out at TD Ameritrade for a team that – came up just short that, that we all thought was going to do it but yeah that was a pretty special moment My, mine was you mentioned 14. the 14 auburn game yeah i couldn't help that one number uh, one in the country that's uh, still amazing yeah five years later yeah ben Waite, our good friend wants to know the best recurring seinfeld character not including newman this is all you oh you didn't watch mm-hmm. uh frank costanza that was weird just cut out there for a second frank costanza is the answer to this question uh, George's dad. Hilarious. I got a lot of problems with you people! Alright. Jeremy Martin, has Charles Cross or Nathan Pickering played much this year? Cross is going to redshirt. Pickering is not. He's played in almost every game, I think. He did play in the last one. Right? Yeah, yeah, he did. He, uh, he did not, right? He was hurt, right? Who? Pickering? Pickering. Oh, he played. Against what? Arkansas? He played. Did he? Okay. Yeah. Was he not... Was there not one game? Or no, maybe he was one of the iffy guys. He was questionable or something. He might have been. He, he played. He played against Arkansas. Kevin Wright, if, P- if Christian Pulisic is the Captain America of soccer, who is Iron Man, Thor, and the Hulk? All right. He won't be able to answer this. Iron Man, uh, let's just do this. Like Thor, Thor is a god. The god of the game is Lionel Messi. Guy's an unbelievable player. Uh, the Hulk is Virgil van Dyke. The best defensive player in, in in the game right now, and just a you don't I wouldn't mess with that guy. I wouldn't mess with him. Iron Man, a guy who can sort of do a little bit of everything. Kevin De Bruyne is my answer. Yeah, 
other than Lionel Messi, I didn't know a single Lionel, guy you just said. Lionel Messi. Well, I know who that is. Okay. Other than the, the other guys, I couldn't. It's fine. It's fine. You don't know who Christian Pulisic is? No idea. He's American. No, I don't know him. Right. Good player. I mean, good for him. But. Yeah. What's the ceiling for this year's basketball teams? I think my choices would be for the men, they can make they can make the second weekend of the tournament. For the women, they could maybe get – I think Sweet 16 might be the, the ceiling for them. They could maybe get to the Elite Eight. Just depends on the draw. That sounds about right. They're, they're not a Final Four team, I don't think. They're just too young. Next year, though, they, they'll be in that mix. All right, we got like a conversations here. All right, Stephen. Stephen has a question. I don't know what his last name. Rank the top three Christmas vacation characters besides Cousin Eddie. Oh, besides Cousin Eddie. Yeah, uh, Clark's number one, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I like the, uh, I mean, they, they don't get a ton of airtime, but I, I like the old woman. Aunt got. Bethany? Yeah. That's where I was going. Yeah, she's yeah. number two. Grace, she, she died, died 37 years ago. <laughs> and then her husband. The blessing. blessing. You got to do the thing where you point with your pinkies. Ah, <laughs> uh, who's number three? Um. I don't know, Margo. Maybe so. Yeah, Margo and Margo Todd. And Todd. Yeah. Uh, is that kind of like a 3A and 3B? Yeah. That's what I'm going to go. Okay. I like Margo. I like the Margo Todd dynamic there. Shout out to the girl at the perfume counter, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's honorable mention. Faux uh, show. That's uh, tough. I never thought of it because, I mean, Cousin Eddie just. He dominates. He dominates yeah. the movie. He's Jordan in that movie. Yeah. Everybody else is a supporting him. But Clark's, yeah, is, is great. And. Aunt Bethany is, is really fun. I pledge allegiance to the flag. <laughs> JR wants to know better promo. Double A, Ric Flair, Dusty Rhodes, Randy Savage, Hulk Hogan. Hogan's out. Hogan's out. All right. What do I want from my promo, though? Yeah, you know? there's, they're different styles. Um, I, I I know I'm biased here, but mm. I'll go Flair. Flair is probably the correct answer. I mean, I, that, that's some of my bias that's, that's, because he's that's one the of top, my. That's that's four of the top all time though. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna go Dusty Rhodes. You can't go wrong yeah. there. And his his son cut a heck of a one a week or two ago. He did. He did. Alexandra Watson, who has the bigger loss this week, State or Ole Miss? Uh, LSU needs style points, man, because Ohio State started clipping at their heels. Yeah, but you've also got the whole letdown factor too. I mean, they just—I don't see a. I don't. Here's the, the thing: thing is you got Eddie O. He ain't going to want to go. Ordron is not going to be game. a letdown in Oxford. Yeah. And Saban's going to come in here ticked off. Yeah. Um. Well, hold on, hold on. Saban <laughs> wakes up ticked off. Doesn't matter what the world is happening around him. I say, I say, Ole Miss loses bigger. Really? Yeah. Because I think State's a better team. Yeah, and I think LSU, as they've just showed, is yeah. better than Alabama. Uh, I think I think you're right. I think it's. I, I think neither team's gonna yeah. get into the third quarter with any prayer, though. So, I agree. All right, she had one more question, Alexandra Watson. Since I have no boys and you have no girls, what would you have named them if you had a child of the opposite sex? If you'd had a girl, what were you gonna name it? Uh at that point in time. Three years ago, when we had our first kid, mm-hmm. my wife's sister, who's a good deal older—I say good deal older. She's like six years older than my my wife. Yeah. Um, had not had a child yet. Didn't know if they were going to. So mm-hmm. we were going to, if it was a girl, name it after her. Okay. And and name her Brooklyn. Her name's Brooke. We mm-hmm. were going to name her Brooklyn. My wife's middle name is Lynn. So we were going to kind of like combine yeah, and make it Brooke, going, Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, she has now since her sister has now since had a son. So, okay. I, you know, if we had a girl now. I don't know that we'd go that route because mm-hmm. she has, you know, a child of her own. But anyway, Brooklyn was going to be our girl had we had a girl okay. originally. Uh, with mine, my wife swore our second child was a boy. She she thought it was a boy up until the moment the uh, the sonogram said no, it's a girl or ultrasound or whatever it is. And uh, we had picked out the name of Patrick Anthony. That's what he was going to be. So. You said that the other day on the show, didn't you? No, <laughs> I said I said it off the air when we were talking about something else. Oh, okay, so. I, just, I knew I'd heard that in the yeah. last day or two. Yeah, we, we I, I had made the comment about 
my daughter had better been glad she was a boy, not not a boy. Oh, that's right, that's she, right. I she had, had some disciplinary right. issues, <laughs> shall we say? Uh, I think this is about it here. Are we done? I, I, you know, we could have also went with Jolene. <laughs> no, that's a bad name. No, that's Dolly Parton. Will have your head. Don't you dare name that child Jolene. Uh, no Brianna either. I'm not going with that. Brianna's a good name. I know there's a girl named Brianna who works for media relations. is really nice, but it doesn't work for me. So Jolie. No. You're you're good. Cal T is and Kate are good. So yeah. don't worry about that. All right. Tomorrow's show. Like I said, Brett Hudson's going to join us. We'll dive in head first uh, to Mississippi State versus uh, Alabama. Start looking at some of those matchups. I think we're we may do a couple interviews this week uh, just to get some ideas about this game and, and what's what to happen. So. Looking forward to that. Guys, have a great Wednesday morning. Be back with you on Thursday for Joel T. Coleman. Woo, we'll be uh, back with you in a GIF. We may run a 4-2-5 to get back up here. It might happen. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.